Hello, everyone, and welcome to another day trip on Chemology 411. You know that not every situation is going to have an answer. And that's what we're talking about today is because when you have a mind like mine that has to fill in every blank in your brain and it fills in whatever it needs to. And the better, the more information you have, the better you can fill in those blanks and the better the story actually turns out. And if not, my brain or my brain's just going to make up the story for you. And that I think is like the hardest part when in any scenario with me is because I have to fill in the full sentence. And so when someone gives me five of the 30 words, my brain fills in the other 25 words in what it thinks and how it should be and probably what it is. It's not right necessarily because once again, I only have five of the 30 words, but my brain is still going to fill in that scenario. And then for a while, it might fill in that scenario 30 times. It might be like, well, it could be this or it could be this. And that is why not having all the information for me is so hard. We have um, so many different things that go on in our life every single day that, um, sorry, I'm on my phone and I'm getting a text message. I'm getting a spam caller because it's eight o'clock. And of course, that's legal for them to start calling me now. If you can have a legal thing for them to start calling me, why don't you have an eagle legal thing for them not to call me? But okay, whatever. Sorry. I am off topic, but so with situations that happen in our life, we really just try to fill in the blanks and that is how our ego and that is how our brain comes up with some of the stories that we have and that we carry forward with us forever. And then eventually we believe it's true. It's not lying. It's just a story that our, that our brain makes up so it can just file stuff away. And for instance, um, right now, if you haven't listened to my last three or four podcasts, I'm sure it's ridiculous. You're probably getting very bored about this. But the way that my brain deals with trauma is that it has to speak it out loud. It has to talk about it. I have to formate, I have to formulate an ending to that entire scenario. Mm -hmm. I give myself so much time to be able to do that. And then I have to be over and I have to judge what I'm, what happened to me. And I have to figure out like, how long is this going to take to get over? Is this a little one? Is this a big one? If, did I make a little mistake and I just want to dwell on it all day long? Or did I make a big mistake or did something bad happen to me that I'm going to need some time to process? And so in the way that I do this and the way that I teach it is you have to evaluate what's going on. And so we're going to go with the breakup because in Ron's mind in October with this little email that gave no one any voice except him, he thought that he broke up with me and he, he, he did not. He basically put our relationship on hold so he could go to counseling so he could seek therapy and he could still have dark nights and I would still be there for him. He would still use my credit card. He would still use my Costco card. He would still, you know, function as dis, 
as dysfunctional as he functioned the entire two years, which was no different than him, you know, going into his dark place. Now, mind you, remember, this is chemology, so I have filled in the blanks of what is really, really happening. In his mind, he thought he broke up with me. In my mind, he did not break up with me. In my mind, we were still working on possibly getting him better and him realizing that maybe at the, he's at the age of 56, he doesn't want to have to work six days a week um, for the rest of his life to build this new company for someone that already has millions of dollars. That was my brain. And his brain is, I don't want to fail again, and I'm going to make this profitable, and I'm going to make this other man lots and lots of money, and because I'm a 10% owner or whatever, then I'm going to get a little residuals off of here, but I'm going to work my ass off, and I want to take all my dreams, I'm going to push them off for five years, and then when I turn 60 years old, then I'm going to finally start doing something with my life. This is his dream. That was, that's coming from him. Not, I did not make that up. I thought my dream was better, but evidently no. So, you know, when I figure out now he's found the girl from two years ago that literally sent me a message on social media telling me to tell my boyfriend, calling him a cheater, tell my boyfriend. And then I blocked her because I was told to, because she's crazy and she's just like some girl he was chatting with and he was drunk and whatever. I, I block her so she can't watch our relationship flourish. I'm giving you the backside of why I'm making the decision that I'm making. And then the other email, I send the next email because of finding out that he's with the same girl who, you know, a year and a half ago thought he was cheating on his girlfriend. She's fine with it now. Cheating is cheating. Cheaters cheat to cheat. So more than likely, even though he said, I've never cheated, in his brain, he hasn't cheated because in his brain, he had broke up. Not in my brain, but his brain, he had broken up. In a breakup like ours, when you're still being friends and doing things, you really need to have an in-person conversation. And that's all I was waiting to do was to find the time to go to Omaha to get my stuff to have this conversation. While he was doing, just giving him the permission to go back after this girl and give her whatever sad story she got told. And then that is when I figured out in December, the 1st of December, end of November, that he had gone out with her or another girl, we don't know, because he had gone to the melting pot. And um, so you don't go to the melting pot unless you're on a date. It's just what it is. It's a fondue place that you go to at $100 a person. You got to wine and dine them, dude. You want to you reel them in. You got to give them all the good stuff until you get settled in the relationship and then all the bad stuff comes out. Ladies, if they have been married three times and have never been single, they still need time to process. And that is what he was doing with me is processing. But... Oh, but he, in his brain, justified, it's, this is in the email, he justified the breakup without the phone call, without the conversation, all right? I'm too intimidated, evidently. I'm not worth a conversation. I am not worth a phone call. I am not worth putting on social media to let anyone know that you're dating me. I am not worth you putting your status to dating. I am not worth any of that. And that was being told by me because he didn't want his ex to attack me, even though I had her blocked. She couldn't see me. 
but she is worth, this new one is worth unfriending me, somebody that you've been friends with for years, hurting me, and then posting this new girl on your social media because you're ready, which I'm sure because she knows he cheated before and didn't have me on the social media, she made him put her on his social media, which is what his third ex-wife did. And he told me I was not allowed to say or do. I was not allowed to tell him what to do because that's what his ex-wife did. And she basically made their relationship all on social media and he was, it triggered him. So more than likely, that's what happened. Once again, filling in the story, but makes sense to me. Let's get back to what, I, what we're talking about though. In my mind, I'm going to need at least one week to process this so that I can be over it. And I'm glad that he unfriended me. And I'm glad that after I made, I unblocked her, I'm glad she blocked me because I don't need to see the bullshit that they're going to put out on social media that I wasn't allowed to. Um, that's fine. Unfriend me. Because I know now in my brain, the sentences that I had filled in for the last two years have been rewritten. And I now have more information. And I now know that in order to rewrite two years worth of lies that I was given by him and my ego, it's not just his fault, it's my fault. I justified all of his bad I was able to try to make him out to be the better person that I wanted him to be and not the person that he truly is because he is not a good person to me. He might be the best person to her right now, but one day he will not be the best person to her because he doesn't know how to be a good person for very long. His coping mechanisms are wrong. The way he knows how to deal with um, situations are wrong. And mine are on honesty. My friend last night when we were talking and I'm reading these emails that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm letting her know what was going on. She said, why does he have to lie so much? So that's not even me. That's not true. That's not true. So this is what happens when you go through the breakup. What, what is happening is you are reformatting every sentence that you filled in in that time period to a better answer. You're changing your past to, the, to a better story. And you need to do that. You need to remember that when you justified his behavior with what you thought, and now you have more answers. You need to re-justify that so that going forward, you have a better picture of what was going on. And that better picture is how you remove yourself from this, this relationship that you thought was going to be forever and that you were going to tolerate. I was going to tolerate that he drinks too much. I was going to tolerate the fact that he chatted with other girls while we were dating. I was going to tolerate that he uses his mental health as an excuse. I was going to tolerate the fact that I really wasn't like connected to his kids at all. Like they weren't connected on social media. Did they, did they like who I was? Yeah. <clears throat> but the way that they acted around me wasn't as if they even trusted their dad's 
their dad's in a relationship. I was going to tolerate him not texting me back for days. I was going to tolerate that anytime he had anything that he needed to say to me, he just sent me an email and wasn't able to talk to me in person. I was going to tolerate all of this shit. I was going to tolerate. Why the fuck was I going to tolerate that? Because I was so desperate to find someone and every, when we are together, we're perfect. That, that 30%, it was 80%. It went to 50%. And now it is 30% of the last two years was amazing. And the other 70% was his narcissistic, passive aggressive abuse on me. Wake the fuck up, Kim. But I needed this. I am in no way regretting the last two years. I needed to go through this to wake myself up and understand what is right and what is wrong. I am not a perfect person in the relationship, but I tried to be. And I have no clue what I did wrong because we're not allowed to, we're not going to talk about it. We will. We'll talk about it one day when I go pick up my stuff. I will have him. I will talk about it. And maybe it'll burn a little bit more. I know what I do wrong. I know that I'm an empath. I know that I take on other people's problems. I know that I have drama in my life through other people. I try not to do that, but we all are fucking human. I, I have a lot of rewriting to do. I have a lot of accepting that I accepted. I know that my friends were all keeping their mouth shut because they know that I'll figure it out. I do have a couple of friends that, you know, keep telling me things because in the way their brain is, they also saw it and did not feel comfortable. They felt crunchy about the way that he was treating me. And um, I, you know, on the other end of this, I'm going to come out a better person, but I'm not there yet. I still have like four or five days to rewrite an entire scenario in my head. And I will. I am better off that he is with somebody else. I feel sorry for her. But that's not my problem. She's not my friend. She told me to tell my boyfriend to leave her alone. I saw the text message. I see how they responded. I have the message. Thank you very much. I know that he said they've been talking for a month, but he took her out on December two, December 2nd, took her to the melting pot. I know that he said they've been talking since what, January, like the end of January, and they've been together since the end of December when I got the email in October, November, when I was getting ready to go back down there. The timeline doesn't match up. My brain is a fucking vault when it comes to that shit. And I am rewriting, I'm rewriting the past. And I'm going to get through this. And if you're struggling with something, you really need to open up your, your mind and accept, take responsibility because I take responsibility for this. I really should have just walked away and I should have let him go to Nebraska and go and live his life. I should have done that. But the connection that I felt with him through my empath side was too strong. And I need boundaries for that. I need to let that go. I need to realize that I need to use my powers for good and not evil. And right now, I did it for evil. I did it for selfish reasons. And that is on me. I'm taking that responsibility. That's on me.
I didn't make it easy on him. I tried. I thought I was. But as I'm going through my rewrite, I didn't. I made it. I made him, you know, make him feel worse. Anyway. All right. Well, that is talking about getting through the tough times. I still have a few days that um, I'm going to do. The bad thing about it is, is that we're supposed to be in a good time opening up a new restaurant. And for the life of me, I will always remember that his, that February 1st was the start of his relationship with this new girl. February 1st was the first day that we opened up the restaurant. And of course, this was the month that we were supposed to go to a, a, um, a, I paid for a trip to go. And this is the time where, you know, everything went awry and I ended everything. That's the memory I'll have. It's a memory. Keep taking all those adventures, guys. Peace out. Bye.